The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of our Home Improvement Show brought to us by our good friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is with me. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well. You staying warm? Uh, yes, but barely. It, uh, <laughs> is a, it was a very cold morning going out and trying to get the diesel truck started this morning. You know what? I think, among other things, we'll probably get questions either by phone or by text, Andy, is insulation. It's just a guess. But that that might be one of the topics we talk about today. Oh, for sure. We should be uh, talking about that. And in the last couple of days, that would be the majority of the phone calls we were getting was mm. cold, drafty houses. I'd like somebody to take a look at my attic or somebody to take a look at this window or my front door. I can feel the air coming through there. So it's just uh, when this cold weather hits, people start to really feel where that cold air is coming into their house. And that's why, uh, like, right now is one of the best times of the year to really take a hard look at houses because of the the big range in temperature. See, when when it's June and it's 65 degrees outside and 65 degrees inside and you do infrared imaging, you're not getting a lot of contrast. But when you got the heat going on and it's zero outside and you take some infrared imaging, you're going to see all of the cold spots on that house. It really allows you to find where to attack that house and where to really make it more comfortable. We call it a, a heat map analysis. We will go in your attic, all the way around your house, do infrared imaging everywhere we can, and and really come up with a good way to make your house more comfortable. Excellent. And if you have a question for Andy today, either by phone or by text, we've cleared the line, so if uh, you want to call it in, 651-989-9226, or send a text, uh, 81807. I was looking, Andy, at, and we should mention your website again, too, because people can see examples of the work you've done. I know I check uh, you guys out on uh, Facebook from time to time as well, right? Yeah, you can go to lindisinstruction.com. If you click on our projects, here's just a, a few of them that you can find on there. There's Earl and Cindy's Minnetrista, Minnesota Siding Project, Lloyd Normo's uh, Burnsville, Minnesota Kitchen Renovation, Donna and Rob's Brooklyn Park uh, Kitchen Renovation, Bruce and Jean's Season Guard Window Job. There's an Infinity Job to read about. There's lots of roof jobs to read about, insulation jobs. So basically anything you want to do in your house, you can read how why people did what they did, why they picked the products that they did, and, and uh, you get to see some before and after pictures and really gives you a good idea on on what we can do and how we can do it. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of fun to see. 651-989-9226. Again, text is 81807. Uh, does Linda's Construction Texter says install entry doors and storm doors? Well, of course you do. Uh, yeah. How would a person go about seeing what you have to choose from and uh, and the cost? Would the job be finished totally, including the wrapping of the exterior wood trim? How would you explain what Lindis would do in a case like that? Well, 
there's a couple different ways that you, you can go about this to try to see what we do and how we do it. We talked about our website, but I think the, the best thing to do is actually call us. We will come out, do a free estimate, and, and I'm telling you, front doors, you can run the gamut with the options that you go anywhere from a $3,000 entry door system all the way to a $30,000, $40,000 entry door true. system. So, I mean, there's so many options, and out, out of all the products that we have the, the product training we have to do with our estimators on front doors and the options available and, and just so that, that they can help people pick the best option for them. I mean, the styles and colors and, and even what the door is actually made out of. Uh, it, there's a lot of things that go into it. And, of course, uh, we do all of, the fin- all of the finishings, all of the wrapping on the outside, all of the weatherproofing, everything. Uh, when we start a project like that, when it's done, you won't have to do anything. No, that's true, and I, I I know that we someday we're going to be getting a new uh, new entry door, and when we had Eric over, and of course uh, Lindis is going to be doing a bunch of other uh, remodeling in the house, and we're going to kind of hold off on that front door. But boy, the choices are amazing. You're right; yeah. it's almost overwhelming the choices for the mm-hmm. for the type of door. But uh, there's some good stuff out there for sure. Yeah, I just had a new uh, Provia fiberglass door installed on uh, the garage I'm doing, and it's the first time I've ever owned. A fiberglass door or a Provia door, and I'm really happy with it. It is a very tight door, and um, you know, air infiltration is a big thing with for me. And and I know how tight that building is, and how hard that door is to open up because of how tight it is. That uh, all I know when I feel that, I just know that I'm saving money because I'm not getting any wasted energy. Yeah, perfect. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Roger. Is calling from Eden Prairie, I believe. Roger, you're on with Andy. Hi, this is Roger from Eden Prairie. Um, I would like the recommendation on siding material to use when I reside my house. Uh, currently, I'm considering using James Hardy siding, but this past week I heard from someone who used this product about 15 years ago, and he said they had all sorts of moisture problems with water wicking into the material and causing it to turn to dust. And I was just wondering. What, uh, what siding material you would recommend using if you were residing your house? Yeah, I, I try to stay away from the cement boards. Uh, CertainTeed makes one. James Hardy makes one. We've had decent luck with it in the past, but there's a lot of steps that you have to take, and this is what scares me about, about products like that. If it comes into contact with moisture, you really run into some issues. That's why more often than not when we're recommending siding, it's either our seamless steel siding, that's not for everyone. Some people just don't like the aesthetics or our LP smart side with the diamond coat finish. And that's important because not all LP smart side is finished the, the same. So being able to just, just knowing the warranty that goes with the diamond coat finish, that that's a very important thing. But let's get back to the actual materials itself. You know, it's made in two harbors, Minnesota. So there's a, a big selling point for me. It's made locally or Tomahawk, Wisconsin, depending on, on where you're getting it, but still, you know, upper Midwest type company. And I know that I've never had a callback with a moisture issue on my LP smart side yet. And that's nine years into us using it. Oh, we I have it on yeah. our building and that's the product that I chose to put on my own home. And I can I can get any siding for my own home probably for free, but I would pay for the Diamond Coat LP Smart Side. All right. Very good. There you go, Roger. Thank you for the call. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Kind of related. Maybe you can help me with this, Andy. Uh, Tester says, what can you tell us about magnesium oxide board? 
Is that a backer board of some sort, or is that a siding issue? You know? Magnesium oxide board. Um, I would have to do some research on okay. that. Okay. Well, we'll check that out. I, I have not heard that myself. Uh, what's the best way? Texter wants to know, we, and you talk about uh, checking out remodelers and contractors from time to time. Uh, this texter wants to know, what's the best way to vet a kitchen and bath remodeler? How do you check these people out? Well, uh if a kitchen or a bathroom remodeler can come out within the next month and start your remodeling, they're probably not very good at They're not busy. (laughs) If they're not busy, they're probably not very good at this. Uh, We don't talk a lot about our kitchen and baths. We don't really spend any advertising on on that. And right now, you you call us, it's going to be a year before we can start a kitchen. Um, It's just, it's, it's the lead times for the good contractors are way out there. Now, if, and this goes for any home improvement project, Denny, yeah. look at their past work, talk to their past customers, check them out online, try to try to find those reviews. If the company doesn't have a lot of reviews, ask for two or three of their latest projects that you can talk to the customers and see exactly what happened and ask questions like, you know, did they show up on time? Did they clean up after themselves? Uh, you know, if they had to choose it again, would they choose this contractor to do the job? You know, just 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 do your due diligence. You know, things like Home Advisor, Better Business Bureau, even. I mean, everybody seems like they have an A rating on the Better Business Bureau. It's pretty rare that you find anybody with a a lower rating on that. So maybe I don't put as much weight into that as I do online reviews. Online reviews, uh, Google reviews, uh, Facebook reviews, things of that nature. I would spend some time looking at that if I didn't know the company. All right. Makes sense. So, Andy, we have to take a quick break here. We're inviting our listeners to join in uh, either by phone or by text. If you have a uh, any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, 651-989-9226. If it's easier, and we'll get back to the text messages, 81807. And we're back with our home improvement show. Andy Lind is with me on this uh, Saturday morning, a chilly one it is. Uh, we're, we went back to zero, so we were one below last hour, zero right now. Uh, Andy, uh, speaking of which, by the way, let me give the text number again, 81807, the uh, phone number, and you have uh, one line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Uh, and speaking of <laughs> one below or zero, a texter wants to know any advantage to exceeding attic insulation, or is it unnecessary? Um, well, typically when we do an insulation job, we are going to exceed what the code says for our value. But when, when, when people ask me these questions about insulation, um, I want to make sure that attic air sealing is, is talked about. If all you're going to do is add insulation to your attic, it's probably not worth the money. To be honest with you, going in there and sealing up that area or anywhere can lights are or false soffits or where the plumbing comes up or a bath fan comes in, any of the attic access, all of these spots have air flowing through them. And when you can seal that up, you're really going to cut down on the amount of times that your furnace actually has to to, to kick on how many times you're turning the air over in your house on a, on a daily basis, which is a lot more than people usually think. 
But I go to customers all the time, Danny. They're like, well, I just I had an insulation blown in a couple of years ago, and it really didn't make a difference. And it's not going to unless you're addressing everything else. So when we go up there, we're using a lot of spray foam. Even if we're not taking out all of the insulation, putting down a complete layer of spray foam, we're doing a lot of attic air sealing, sealing up everything that we possibly can before we come in and add insulation over the top. Otherwise, it's really a waste of money. Andy, are more uh, more customers requesting that uh, foam? Are you guys using that more and more uh, foam and uh, spray foam? Yeah, all the time. That's uh, our uh, it's it's really the best way to insulate your house that I've found so far because it's the only insulation that really just seals everything off. You have no air movement when you have the actual spray foam. It makes the house tighter. It doesn't move as much. It's it's more structurally sound. It's just a it's a the best thing you can do for your attic is to take everything out, put down that layer of spray foam, and then blow some cellulose or fiberglass over the top of it. I'm still amazed every heating season, cooling for that matter, uh, what Linda's did to our house over the last number of years, what a difference it made in the heating and cooling bills. I mean, it really, it's, it's consistently every season is better yeah. than it used to be. You know, and people, we don't think about that a lot here in Minnesota and Wisconsin about how hot rooms are in the summertime because yeah. it's, it's, you know, it gets cold here a lot of the year. But I have a lot of customers when we do this type of thing, they're like, this is the most comfortable room this com- room has ever been. It's usually too hot to be up here in the summertime or I have to sleep downstairs in the summertime some days because it's so hot. You get these one and a half story homes with the knee walls and there's not a lot of room up there for insulation. But you go up there with some spray foam, it really does make a difference. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Mike has been calling in uh, from uh, Coon Rapids, I believe. Mike, you're on with Andy. Hi, Andy. Um, I've got a 59 uh, Rambler uh, home, and our basement has got tongue and groove um, pine paneling. And uh, we had a problem, so we pulled off the paneling a little bit, and we looked at, and uh, it's just against um, cement block. So we'd like to insulate the cement block because it's cold downstairs. And we get online and we get different reports about whether you should, what you should insulate with, whether you should use a vapor barrier, because there some people are saying it, it keeps the moisture there mm-hmm. and doesn't allow it to evaporate. And others say, well, use it because then it'll warm up your basement. So what's the true story? That's what I need to know. So it's a block wall? Yeah, concrete block. That you're going to want to... It's just the paneling up against the wall. There's no, like... It's yeah, not, we would be like, taking out. off the pan. We would take the paneling off and put something uh, against the block wall and then put the paneling back on. Have you ever looked at any of the basement wall systems that have the insulation already in them? And have uh, you done no, any I have type not. of... Has anybody come out and done like an energy report or a heat map analysis of your home to really find out why that where the cold is coming from? Uh, no, they have not. I, I would start there. Um, a, a lot of times we're going to be able to find other answers on why it's why it's cold. Basement walls typically shouldn't be that crazy cold in the wintertime because they're underground where you know the, the, the temperature is going to be pretty steady throughout the year. Um, 
but I would start there, have somebody come out, do a heat map analysis, see what's going on with your home, what, where, where the energy is, and then really come up with a plan on what you want to do on the walls. But, yeah, a vapor barrier is going to be needed, and there's, there's other types of insulation you can look at besides spray foam. But if you really are worried about how warm you want that area, I would maybe, maybe start there, but it's probably overkill for spray foam. You're probably looking at a bad insulation with a, with, with a vapor barrier, and, and then you're going to have to build out those walls. But the problem when you do that, you're going to shrink the room by, by a little bit too. So you want to take that into consideration. Andy, thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Uh, 651-989-9226. Text 81807. Uh, Lindis and the crews, I presume, are still doing window installation in spite of the temperature. We are. We get this question a lot like, oh, I don't want to, you know, my house will be so cold if I get my windows done in the winter. Well, typically I'm out there because your house is cold because of the windows that are in your whole, in your house right now. So it's a, it's really not that big of a deal. And the opening is never open. I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes before we're putting the new window in once we have everything prepped and ready for the new window. So during the day, it can be a little bit cold, but when we leave each day, if we don't finish the job completely, your house will be more comfortable that day than when we started. How so about that? We have, our guys are uh, are working all winter long. In fact, we have crews out today even in this zero-degree weather on a Saturday here in Minnesota. I have crews out and about trying to finish up some projects. I know you talk from time to time about Season Guard and uh, Infinity by Marvin. Uh, the guys mm-hmm. putting those in a lot these days? Uh, it's 99% of uh, our windows that we, that we installed. Um, you know, we, we install some wood windows where people have, they want addition or something. They want to match existing windows. Oh, sure. So we use the Marvin, uh, ultimate window, the Anderson 400 series window, uh, the Pella designer window, all of the, uh, you know, upper end of the, the three major manufacturers. But most of our customers, when they see the infinity window by Marvin or the season guard window, they choose that just from the. It's just a stronger material, better air infiltration ratings, better warranties, and just a, an overall better product. If there was a, a a better product available to put in your house, I would be selling it. And I'm looking all the time. And that's a big part of this time of year is my my whole life is a meeting. I'm meeting with different manufacturers. <laughs> it seems like every day, and what's new? What are we testing? And there, there's a reason why at my house right now, I have three different manufacturers for doors. I think six different window manufacturers, uh, five different types of siding, two different types of decking. So I just, I, I find this stuff. I want to test it out on my own home. And sometimes it works great. And sometimes it doesn't. Uh, like the, the front door that lasted about four months at my house. Mm-hmm. It was just a, uh, it was a new manufacturer, a window manufacturer I had worked with in the past. We're getting into the front door business and their first go at it was not very good, so I was very happy that I tested it on my house first because I only had to deal with my wife upset about it and not my customers all upset about it. <laughs> that's, a good that's much, much easier. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Andy, we have another half hour of the show to go. Hang on. Don't go away, everybody. Uh, folks on the line, stay there. And texters, uh, we're going to get your questions answered as well. Here is our phone number, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. This is the Home Improvement Show brought to us by Linda's Construction. Every Saturday here on 830-WCCO. And we're back here on CCO on a Saturday morning. We talk home improvement, welcoming your phone calls in that uh, topic and text messages as well. I see one line open. You want to fill it. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy Lindis with us today. Text number eight one 
800-259-9800. Andy, we have callers and we have texters. Let's put you back to work here. Uh, Mike, I believe, is first up from Minneapolis. Mike, you're on with Andy. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, question, thinking of some uh, new windows, and just wondering if uh, Linda participates in a, uh, uh, or is a recommended uh, energy uh, provider for energy windows for rebates. Are you talking about like the the federal tax credit? Uh, not a tax credit, but uh, like um, Excel or Centerpoint or somebody they would uh, give rebates for uh, providers for insulation and this and that. And, and I'm wondering if you are Lindis is a uh, authorized insulator or with for windows and attics and that. Oh, of course, yeah. Um... Any of the rebates that you can get from your your, your local utility companies, and and I, I strongly encourage everybody always to check these out. Uh, um, whether it's uh, with with energy home improvements like windows and insulation, like you're talking about, or solar, there's a lot of money to be had out there when when people do their research and talk to their utility people. Um, some of them might require a pretest and a post test by a different company, so you can really prove how much you improve that home. But uh, we have companies we work with to facilitate that as well. And as far as energy efficiency of windows go and Energy Star rated, of course, uh, any window that we put in your home is going to be well beyond what uh, the state of Minnesota or any of the utilities are asking for. All right. Very good. Thank you, Jack, for the uh, call. Uh, There's another. uh, That was Mike. Jack in Andover is next up here. Hi, Jack. Thanks for waiting. Andy's listening. Andy, just a couple comments. We've had your company out to our home. We've had slider doors, leaf guard gutters. They've just sprayed our crawl space in our basement this last yeah. week, and we're interested in this attic thing you're talking about. You guys have done a great job out here for us. So yeah. what's the process in the attic? Does things, the spray and stuff that's there now, it's just a foamy, pebbly stuff. Does that okay. come out, or what's the process on the attic? Well, it would really depend on what you have going in your attic and, and how we start that process. And we have some texts like this, too, it looks like, Denny, on, on what does a heat map analysis detail, oh, okay. how much does it cost. Uh, it's free, just like anything when, we, when we're doing home improvements at Linux Instruction, the, 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 the sit down and go over your house, come up with the ideas on how to make it a better house. All of that is free. The heat map is free. All that infrared imaging is free. We really sit down and come up with a plan on how to make your house better. And you might have different options. This might be tier one. This is, you know, if money's no object. This is going to be the best way to attack with a problem that's going to your attic. If, and then we might have some budget things that we can look at down the road. And what what a lot of people are, are doing this time of year, it seems like, uh, you know, they're they're waiting for those tax returns or something to happen to get back to work in the summertime or springtime. And we have a lot of really cool financing options, too, when it comes to our insulation and windows right now. So not only is it free, you might be able to uh, get all the home improvements done on your house and, and still not have to pay until, I don't know, middle of the summer. So it's uh, got a lot of really cool things. All right, Jack, you know the number, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Sounds like another, what they say, happy customer. Thanks, mm-hmm. Jack. Appreciate it. Uh, David is calling in from Plymouth to ask you a question. David, uh, what is your question, please? Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a fresh air supply tube that's probably about 10 inches in diameter. It's got some insulation around it. It brings air in through an outside wall to the furnace. Here's my problem. It runs between a pair of joists and, and exits on an outside wall right under our kitchen. 
we have a space that is extremely cold on the kitchen floor. Is that tube where it leaves the house uh, supposed to have insulation packed around that opening somehow so that it doesn't get cold air flowing through those joists, that opening? Well, I would have to see exactly how it goes out of the house, but if it's not, if there's no insulation there, then then yeah, if that's going to be your your cold air return, that that should be insulated if it's coming in contact with your kitchen floor. Yeah, um, I, but I, my guess is when when I would look at something like this, you're going to find other issues as well. I doubt that that is the main cause of the cold floor. Um, you might have. And this is why we, we get calls to come out to people's attics and, and they get a little weirded out when we want to start in the basement because we want to actually look at the rim and see how, how that is insulated. And that can be just as big of a factor as what's going on in the attic. A lot of times what, you're, what we're seeing is something called stack effect where air movement is happening in the walls. So it's actually bringing air in around the rim because it's, it's really usually not sealed very well and it's actually flowing up your walls, and that's really where you're getting the cold floor. Or a lot of times, uh, like a cantilevered floor. Um, do, you, do you know what that is by chance? Like, that's uh, where, like Not exactly. You see where like a wall bumps out, and it, it kind of maybe might bump out two, three feet, maybe a foot and a half. And you'll actually see a jog back there where there's like a soffit panel, where there is no like a fascia board, just a soffit area. Those typically are not insulated. We see this in kitchens a lot because builders want to extend the kitchen area out so they cantilever the the house to get that extra two feet. Well, they don't insulate it for whatever reason and it ends up making a really cold floor or it's a crawl space area that's not insulated. Again, ends up making a really cold floor. So there's a a couple different things that are probably going on here besides the cold air return would be my guess. I would want to look at all of them before I just... Went and insulated that to see if that worked. Sure. Again, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Get a hold of Linda's, David, like a lot of folks are doing. Bob is calling from Bloomington with a question. What is your question, Bob? Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, I have a 50-year-old house, and the fiberglass insulation in the walls, the vertical walls, has uh, somewhat collapsed. The gas company is suggesting I go with a newspaper, fire retardant, mulch type thing. They spray down vertically in those uh, spaces. Uh, What's your take on that? Is there another product or what would be your advice? I, well, are they talking like cellulose? Is that what they... In a sense, yes. Uh, it's a mulched-up newspaper thing that they spray in. They'll lift up a uh, shingle and drill a hole in the ceiling or the roof and then take a pipe and fill that space, press out the fiberglass that's still there. Any thoughts on that? Well, it's it's going to be better than than what you have, and and yes, the that fiberglass can settle over the time. Cellulose will actually settle more than the fiberglass will, but in my eyes, like in an attic area, that's a, that's a good thing. Now you're talking this is like a hot roof, like a vaulted ceiling. This is why you have to do it this way. It's it's a regular shingle uh, type house with a you know four one grade or something. Uh, I would think it would be 
uh, something that sets up. It has a, a plasticizer in it that would keep it stiff. It won't. Oh, so I think we lost him. Yeah, I'm guessing there's no attic space, so this is a hot roof type thing. And and when you, when you're not actually opening up the entire cavity, it's really hard. I don't care what you do. Um, I've seen it before and after with infrared imaging. It's a very, very hard process to make sure that you do not have any voids or, 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 or sometimes even cause a worse, something worse going on, or you, you can actually move that insulation or you're putting the problem someplace else with these vaulted ceilings outside of removing the entire roof deck and pulling everything out and going at it with a spray foam, because it's usually not enough inches of space to get the proper R value, uh, especially if it's it's construction that happened in the in the 80s or 70s. It's just it's not going to be enough area to get as much insulation as you want in there. Now, what he's talking about with the fire retarder, the the mulched up newspaper, whatever that, a couple things um, that, that 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 has going for it. The the fire retardant that they put on that is going to be helpful with rodents, and usually you can dense pack that type of material a little bit better than you could fiberglass. So you can really try to get um, a, a very dense pack, which is going to help with air movement, air sealing, and and things like that. But it's going to be hard not to have any voids. I would really do my due diligence on the company you picked to do that. You're going to have to have uh, somebody that really knows what they're doing. All right. Good luck, Bob. Andy, we need to take a quick break. We have more show to come. If you have a any kind of a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. By the way, that text number, 81807. In the Twin Cities, uh, welcome back, by the way, to our home improvement show with Andy Linda. Zero is our temp, as I said, maybe nine above the uh, high later today. Good day to talk about insulation. We're doing that very thing, among other things. Uh, here, here's a little different text, Andy. Uh, thoughts, your thoughts on vinyl plank flooring. Though these people have dogs like you guys do. Uh, vinyl plank flooring versus wood flooring installing in a dining kitchen bath main traffic area. What do you think on the, with, with those conditions, vinyl plank versus wood flooring? Product, but uh, I'm still partial to wood, Denny. And maybe I'm just a little old-fashioned that way. Uh, I, I just think the, the the engineered products just leave something to be desired for me. I don't like the way they, they feel. I don't like the way the room sounds when you're in there, the, the echoey. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just not a, just, I'm not a big fan. That's not to say that there's no good other products besides wood or, or, or some of the other floorings out there. There's some really good. I mean, it looks nice. They're durable. There's, there's, there's some nice things about it. But if I was given a choice, I would, I'd put a wood floor in, or I would look at uh, like, like the bamboo floor that I have. How, how does that hold I, up with your dog? <laughs> the reason I chose that is because of, well, my three kids and and my three canines. It's uh, and my my dogs live in the house. It's a 120 pound Great Dane and <laughs> and then two two labs, and we're year three into it. And it looks like the day we installed it. We uh, we're not the best about taking our shoes off coming in into the house. We live in this place. We're in and out all the time. And the reason why I chose it is because I know this is how we are, and I wanted it to be durable. It's what three thousand times stronger than oak, or more dense wow. than oak. And when you work with it, I mean, mine was you know an inch and a quarter thick, 
and it is a heavy piece of wood. It's hard to cut. It's hard to nail. How about refinishing that that type of wood? You can refinish it. Uh, some of the ones uh, come with a pre-finish where you can't refinish it, but you can refinish um, my bamboo floor and like our hardwood floors and, and other places we've done. You know, you can get sometimes three, four refinishings out of a hardwood floor o- over over a 20, 30-year time frame and, and make it look like it's brand new each time. That's uh, something a vinyl plank floor would just, would just never do. But having said that, they probably hold up really, really well to, well to pets, and you won't have to refinish it. That's wood floor, true. You might have to refinish over time, and that's why I went with the, the bamboo stuff. It, uh, I'm not going to be refinishing that anytime soon. All sorts of trade-offs, right, in life. <laughs> That's Correct. the way it is. Uh, another texter, and by the way, text number 81807. Uh, I've been told, texter says, that bat insulation will settle a couple of inches over time at the top. Is that enough to be concerned about? It could be. Um, it's definitely going to create a cold spot or a hot spot in your roof. A lot of times when ice dams are formed, it's because of insulation settling or it's a void in the insulation where heat is getting up and through. Um, it, it it can be a concern. Now, is it settle a ton? I'm, I'm guessing when he's saying it's yeah. either in a wall or a vaulted type ceiling where it slopes down. Could it settle? Yeah. Is it going to be a lot? No. Is there a lot better insulation to choose from than bat insulation? For sure. Um, especially when it comes to wall cavities and, and vaulted-type ceilings. This is going to be a dense pack area. And this is why I usually choose cellulose for things like that because it's going to pack denser. and you're, the, the air ceiling and the air movement that can go through it is a lot less. Fiberglass tends to allow air to move a little bit more, and it's, it's easily manipulated. So if you say you get a strong wind and you don't have your attic chutes right or your blocking right, I've seen fiberglass blow from one side of the attic all the way over no the other. No kidding. <laughs> with with the wind and with with, with spray foam, you're definitely not going to see that. And it's going to be with cellulose after time because cellulose settles. It actually seems like it creates like a little bit of a crust on the top where it's going to be harder for air to move through it. So I would uh, it, it's a worry, but I would make sure I do my energy testing like uh, the infrared imaging or blower door testing to really find out before I spent the money and, and did something about it. All right. Uh, I've got. I know we have a bunch of texts. We'll try to get in before you, uh, you take your leave here. Um, uh, redoing a house, texter says, down to studs on exterior walls. Advantages or disadvantages of bat insulation versus spray? Well, again, a lot of insulation questions today. Well, and, and a lot of times it comes down to budget, and that's the cool part about working with us. We're going to show you a couple of different ways, and and if you, if you like it, great. If not, uh, you know. One thing's for certain, whether you pick the, the top-of-the-line insulation products or what we offer uh, for, the, for the budget, it's going to help your house. We're not gonna, just going to do something to, to, to make money, like coming in and blowing in insulation in your attic. That's not what we do. That job will not be approved when it, when it comes through from us because I care more about actually making happy customers and making your house better than trying to make a quick buck by just putting in insulation. So there's... There's a lot of different insulations out there. There's a lot of different options to pick, and and you need the expert sometimes to just walk you through it and give you the pros and cons on each one, and, and every house is a little bit different. Uh, here's another text, Andy. Uh, I am concerned, texter says, about the chemical composition of foam insulation. Does Lindis install an environmentally friendly foam product or offer a choice of products? I've heard 
there are safer products which emit uh, less chemical vapors after insulation. I do not want to make this big improvement in financial investment only to have, quote, chemical problems afterward. What can you say to that? Well, yeah, it is a concern with spray foam. That's why you have to leave the house when when we do that for, I believe it's a day. Yeah. Um, it's But once it's cured, it's not, not a worry. And having said that, uh, I'm more worried about what I'm finding in attics that were installed in the 70s than in any product that we're putting in a house now. You know, we, we crawl in some, some nasty stuff, whether that is uh, remnants of animals up in the attic or you have asbestos up there. There's a, there's a lot of dangerous things that we find in people's house, lead, mold, asbestos. Um, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking back in the 70s. They're like, hey, this is uh, going to be a, one of the worst things you can put in your body, and it's going to cause cancer. Let's use it to insulate houses. Um, we, we find this stuff on a, on a regular basis, and the stuff we're using nowadays is much safer, I believe, than, than what we are removing from the home. You know, before we run out of time, you know, we were talking, you and I, about uh, windows. Uh, are there any deals on any particular jobs that Lindis offers right now, you know, like 75% off labor like you guys do once in a while? Yeah, 75% off labor on the installation of Season Guard windows, Infinity windows by Marvin. We're also offering that free heat map analysis on attic insulation. And like I said, all the ideas we give you on, on how to make your house more comfortable are free. And if you'd like to see some of these products in person, whether it's our skylights, our our leaf guard gutters, roofing, any of the windows that we offer, we're actually set up at uh, Target Field for the home show this weekend. That's this weekend. That's this weekend, and what do we got? I think it's U.S. Bank uh, Home Show next weekend, and then probably right into the St. Paul Home Show, and then all the way to the convention center. So yeah, it's home show season. We'll be oh, uh, we'll be sitting by a booth every weekend for about the next month and a half. It sounds like what happened to this last year? <laughs> Unbelievable! Isn't that crazy? Uh, say we have about a minute or so to go, Andy. Uh, let me see if I grab a quick text. Uh, Texture says I'd like to have recessed lighting. Put in the kitchen and family room. Is that something Lindis does? Yes, it is, and uh, we have a couple of uh, really awesome electricians that we work with. They uh, they know their they know their stuff, and it's usually not that big of a project. This one is not for Lindis, but it's somebody's looking for help in case there was an issue. They had a front door replaced by quote a well known local company. Job has not gone well from the beginning, resulting in eight trips so far. And the door rep has been out. Still no resolution. No one is taking responsibility. I think they're looking for a little advice. What What's their next step for this this these folks? Um, just just stay on top of it. It sounds like this is uh, well, if they've been out there eight times and they've gotten the door rep out there, they're they're willing to work with you. It's just uh, I would stick to your guns. Don't be don't be pushed over and don't settle for anything outside of you being happy. And uh, for the reputable contractor, they're going to find a way to make that happen. Sometimes it's hard for guys like us to say, ah, you know what, it's just a, it was yeah. a bad job from the beginning. We're just going to start over and redo it. But sometimes that's what you have to do in order to make it right. It's, All right. Uh, not, not everybody's perfect. It's just something that has to happen. Got to run. Andy, let's talk next week here on the show. What do you say? Sounds good. Andy Lynn is 1-800-LEAF-GUARD. Give him a call this coming week.